Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, I'm not too sure what we're going to call this one. Are we going to call this loss, lack, and limitation? Something like that, Michael. We, we actually, we've been told by our uh, sound engineer that what we need to do is stop coming up with titles and just start talking because we think we come up with these really clever titles and then he listens to it and goes, you, no one knows what you're talking about, mate. Well, I'm going to call it something else entirely. So... It's basically that's the thesis of the whole conversation. What he now decides to title it will be will be in his capable hands. But did you know that's the way it works for newspaper articles and news articles? Is it really? You just write the, the article. The, the, the journal does not come up with the. There you go. With the title, they just write the article. <laughs> Jeez, they must get stitched up a bit where they they write a fifteen hundred word <laughs> article and then the headline is some soundbite. They go, "That's not at all that's what not I just right, said." Right, right, yeah. 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 Um, so the concept here uh, is, a, is a phrase that we heard. We, we had a, a conference recently, a um, like an online conference of the the great and wise Nick Murray, who's as we said we've talked about before, a, a mentor of ours. And um, one of the phrases he he, he sort of said and, and resonated with me a bit was was that if you think about the, the most people's fear when it comes to their economic life. Um, it, it comes it boils down to three things, which was lack, loss, and limitation. And so, and I thought that was a, a really um, a, a great way to sort of uh, phrase it. So, as it as it relates to people's retirement saving, I, I think there's that boils down the three main fears that people have. And and so the first one, lack, is that people are worried they don't have enough, and, and in some cases, rightfully worried, but. That's the, that's the big fear is, you know, I, I don't have enough or I won't have enough when I get to retire, the age that I wanted to retirement, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll need more. Um, the next one is loss. So the fear is, well, I'll get to retirement and, and then I'll lose it. There'll, there'll be another GFC or there'll be something happens and, and I'll lose that money. And, and the third one, which I think is a, is a bit more of an interesting one, um, or maybe one that people aren't as aware of that happens subconsciously is, is limitation is the, is the way that he's phrased it. And what he's basically saying is, you know, I, I won't have enough, and then I might lose it. And the third thing is I won't be able to get it back. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to flesh those out a bit more because I'm a big believer in a lot of these things where once you, once you diagnose these things or once you sit down and actually talk about what is it that you're worried about, what is it that you're afraid of, you, you'll often realise that it, it's not really logical, or it's not really a rational thing to be to be worried about. I mean, it doesn't take away the the, the, the fear or the or the emotion of it, but if you're going to at least go, ah, that's that that's that fear that I'm experiencing now. It's it's you know as it relates to this thing, and I've thought about this, and I know that this is why it doesn't impact me. So, I, I think that if you if you break it down, if we break down each of these three things, that will cover most of the fears that people have around their retirement. Well, I think it's useful from even from the point of view that these are not conscious fears. No, these are not conscious no. things. These are subconscious things. Yep. That 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 people don't really understand. Yeah. They don't really understand. They can. They can. Yep. And that's that's what that's where I've seen this manifest itself. Yes. Is that people can look at any 
set of data that you present them yeah. during a deep and protracted downturn in the market. Yeah. They can look at all of that and, and understand go, it and go, yes, intellectually, but then they say, "Get me out! I'm, I, I cannot, I cannot <laughs> yeah. stand this any yeah. longer. Like yeah. I need to, yeah. I need yeah. to get, I need to do something. I need to yeah. get out. I need to. I can't, yeah. I can't, that's, I can't, that's a, I can't cop this anymore." That's a great point because, like we say, with with most of our fears, it, it's that, it's the we, we we often grasp at a way to verbalize something that we can't really verbalize within ourselves, and and so you know to start with the first one, lack. I, I think this is something that I've seen before, and, and you, would, you would have seen a heap of times as well. Where we've touched on this before, where you can sit there and do a plan with someone and go, hey, listen, you you spend about this much per year. You plan to retire in five years' time. You'll need about this much income in the first year of retirement. Income index to inflation. To support that level of, of you know drawdown for the next thirty years of your retirement, you need you know one point six million dollars in retirement savings. You need two million dollars, and then you and then you work and, and intellectually this all makes complete sense to people. And and then what you find interesting, and I've seen this before, is you get close to that time, and the goalpost gets moved. People kind of go, intellectually, I know that I have enough money, but it doesn't it doesn't feel. Are you sure? Should I work for another year? Should I work for another six months? Should I, you know. It do, that's that lack, is, is it? And it often happens. It's not just about a concrete figure, but most of our most of our years of accumulation, we're trying to build up more and more and more in in retirement savings or in assets. It's a very hard switch to make to go. That's it now. I've, I've got mm. enough. That's the figure that I needed. That's what I. That's what I. What I wanted to shoot towards. I've got that. There's there's a subconscious thing I think that happens all the time. Is that it doesn't intellectually and this is what you just touched on there intellectually you might know that you've got enough but if it doesn't feel like it you'll actually never get to enjoy that because mm-hmm. because every every day you're still going I know I know these guys have said I've got enough and that I've got this money that keeps turning up my bank account and, and all the projections show all this that I think I have enough but it doesn't feel like it for me so and I don't really have an answer for that one other than it, it, it is a it is a common thing that happens which I don't think people are prepared for in those early years of their retirement yeah, and I don't think you have to have an answer no. because the human the human mind is a is yeah, a yeah. is a complicated Beast. thing to say the least. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of yeah. I, I imagine yeah. I'm not a big reader yeah. of studies like this. I look at the you know Nick presented yeah. this to us yeah. the other day, and um, so we're talking about now. But I, if you read the study, I'm guessing that they may not know what causes this or why it's no. caused or what to do about it no. even. Um, I find it I find it useful to even to bring it up, yeah. Because yeah. Well, um, these are the forces; these yeah. are the underlying forces that are that yeah. are that are um, yeah. yeah affecting people. And, it's and, a very different thing when it's a house. It's it's, it's I'm I'm always amazed at this. Yeah. You have a million dollar house. Someone walks onto your front lawn, yeah, and says, "I'll give you six hundred thousand for it." You say, <laughs> "Get." it. Out of here. I think that's lost, mate. I think it's moved on to the second fear already. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah, whereas, whereas they treat other assets like the great companies in Australia world that, differently. So, no, I think so, it, does, it probably does tone the lack thing because it feels like having a million dollars in a super fund probably feels different to a million dollar property. I think that's the point you, you, you're touching on there. It's if I've got a million dollars or two million dollars in in super, I know I can see the statement and I can and I mm. intellectually know that I own a share of all these you know biggest and best companies around the world and they're you know becoming more profitable over time and I know all the research shows that I should be able to draw out this rising income mm. stream over time. But if it 
it doesn't feel tangible enough. And so that's kind of where you go, well, but it, but it's sort of one of those things. And that's where I talked about this with, I talk about this with people leading up to retirement is, you, you know, you can't reason your way out of a, a position you haven't reasoned your way into. So if, if you've got the, the target that you, that you needed to in order to retire and you don't feel like that's enough and you think, I'll work for another six months or 12 months, that's not going to change the underlying thing. You're not. Yeah. The, the one that I, I find with this, and, and I think it actually gives people a bit of comfort, is that there are certain clients that I know are going to struggle with this. Mm. And I tend to just tell them in advance, hey, you're going to struggle with this for about the first three years of your retirement. You, you are going to spend the first three years of your retirement going, I know all the numbers stack up and I know it's all right, but it, I just I feel like I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I've got enough. And so... That's that's about the only thing that I've the only way that I've resolved this for some people is to go. You are going to experience this, and that's that's not actually a sign that you don't have enough. That's just a sign that you're experiencing this feeling that a lot of other clients that I have have have, have felt or have have gone through. Yeah, so we're still on lack, of course. Yeah, yeah. So 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 nothing that we have will, will yeah. be enough. Be enough. The, the, yeah. That that feeling of of yeah. lack. Yeah. Um, we won't get to where we need to be. No. Is an is an underlying. Yeah. Is an underlying, uh, I guess, force yeah. that that a lot of people um, subconsciously suffer from. And and I think you see this with couples often. Where we've talked about this before in a previous podcast about other things, but you'll have a couple where one of them will, will both intellectually and emotionally go, "Ah, okay, the, our target is two million dollars, or our target is one point six. Intellectually, I could see how once we get to that point, that supports the level of income we need, you know, mm-hmm. throughout our retirement, you know, in, with a, with a high degree of, of, of probability. Okay, we, we've met that target. Intellectually, it makes sense, and emotionally, that feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Done. And they'll often be a bit impatient with the spouse that's going, yeah, but I, I could just stay on part time, or and then they're going, no, no, just yeah. retire. What are you, what are you doing? We've got, mm-hmm. we've ticked the box. We've we've got where we needed to be, and and it's sometimes a. A thing I get, like like we say, where I don't actually, I don't have an answer for this other than to make people aware of the fact that that is a that that little itch in the back of your mind is is a very common thing, and a lot of people live through that and 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 are experiencing that in those early years. It's not it's not a sign that there's something wrong and that you don't have enough. It it may well it, mm-hmm. it is just a thing that people go through. So so on to the second one loss loss yeah um yeah it's losses i think the to me this is the one that people often think about when they well they, the first one they verbalize when they're talking about their fears in retirement which is that i'll retire i'll get to my 1.6 or i'll get to my 1.2 and then i'll ret- i'll ret- there'll be another gfc and i'll lose the lot or mm. there'll be another gfc and it'll, it'll it'll drop and i won't i won't be able to get through or you know it's stated in a very, very um, distinct way. It's nearly always stated, what if the day that I retire, yeah, there's yeah. another global financial crisis? <laughs> That's almost the exact phrase. It is, every single time. What if the day that I retire, and there's a, there's a, there is another global yeah. financial crisis? And it's an interesting one because, again, intellectually, we know that well, if you're going to be retired for 30 years... It, yeah, there's a sequence of returns risk thing that happens in, yes, a downturn in the early years of your retirement is more of a risk than later years. But I think that's, I think this this touches on an interesting point where the fact that people verbalize this as the day that I retire, there's a, there's a, there's maybe a subconscious thing and maybe I'm over, overreacting in my amateur psychologist way is that 
people are scared of feeling like a fool. And so I think these two tie together where if people don't quite think they had enough, so they've had that feeling of lack, and then, you go, okay, yes, you do have enough to retire, and then that just happens to be the day that, you know, another GFC starts. And that, that's, I think, the, the fear is, and, and you're right, that people verbalize it the same, which is on the day that I retire. And I think the problem is people kind of go, well, I'd feel like such a fool because I've, I've just mm. got it completely wrong. I've, I didn't have enough. And then the day that I retire, and yeah, you hear people, you know, just my like Murphy's Law yeah. is that the day that I retire will be the day that another GFC starts. And I don't know if it helps when we say to people, there will be another GFC at some stage throughout your retirement. Whether it's on the day you retire or not, we, we don't know. But Yeah, look, it's interesting to me that it's not the year after I no, retire or not. 10 years into my retirement or five it's, years, it's, it's the, the day. day that I retire. What if the day that I retire? Mm. Um, and look, it's certainly certainly not, we're not saying, we're not making fun of these people. No. Um, we're, we're, it, it just, it just, it's just, it's a window uh, into it's that. It's striking to me that, that it's yep. the day that I retire. Yeah. It's always phrased that way. What if yep. the day that I retire? Yeah. There is another, another GFC. global financial crisis, and so I think this—the way that I have—we touched on this many times in many other podcasts. But the way that I try and work around this for for some of my clients that are experiencing this this fear leading up to retirement or in the early years of their retirement is, if you think of loss um, as—and and this is where we've talked about this—where news headlines that go, you know. $100 billion wiped off the share market or, you know, investors lose their shirt as, you know, market drops. It, it is always phrased as though you, you have this money invested and then some of it is gone and disappeared and, and never comes back again. Whereas if you think of it as I need to own a certain amount of shares in the biggest and best companies in Australia around the world, I, I need to own a portion of them. And, and that's all I need to own. It actually doesn't matter what the dollar value of those things is. I need to own enough enough shares in those companies to provide me the income stream that I need throughout my retirement. Mm. That's something that I've had a little bit of success with people explaining that because I think you can make it a bit more tangible. It's, it's like houses. Like if you said to someone, to retire, you need 10 houses. You need 10 houses fully mm. paid off to spit out the income and the rent that you'll need to live off every week. People can see that well, if I've got 10 houses and that's worth $4 million and then the property you know, property prices drop and they're only my $4 million drops to $3 million in, in capital value, it doesn't matter. My, my rent gets paid next week and, and that's okay because that's really what I'm living off. So I think that's the only one of the ways that I, uh, that I think people can think about that a bit differently as a way to, to, to try and work around that fear is that that fear of losing that money, that money goes away, it disappears somewhere, someone takes it off you. That's not what happens. There's a temporary drop in the prices of those companies that you own. If you do not react to that, if you do not sell and move that money into cash, you you don't lose the shares. It doesn't, you know, when the CBA share price drops by 10%, no one goes out and bulldozes 10% of the branches. They're mm. still all operating exactly the same. They've still got all the all the staff, all the infrastructure, all the systems in place, everything stays the same. It just so happens that that's what the price of those of those shares is at that point in time. But if you don't react, that loss can't hurt you. Mm. Um, so, the third one, limitation. Limitation. I think this gives us a glimpse yes. into, I think it sort of, Ties the both the, the first two together, doesn't it? This is why I came up with this idea as a podcast because <laughs> it, it, it's brilliant. It's, it's exactly that third <laughs> leg of the school, which, which is 
like we just said, you you own these a portion of these great companies in Australia and around the world, and they spit out you know they have these profits and you know it spits out this income. So, so yes. let's go over loss and lack first, yeah, just to yeah. just to set the scene. So, so the fear is I don't have Sorry, enough lack money. and loss, lack yeah. and loss first. Isn't I it? don't have enough money to retire, and and it's always I don't have enough money to retire. It's it's not I don't yeah. have enough assets to retire. I don't have enough yeah. of these these companies. So this is lack. I it's don't lack. have enough to retire. Loss is, and and again the verbalization is is always very similar, which is that on the day that I retire, what if there's another GFC? So the loss is I'll retire and then there will be I will lose some you'll, of my you'll money. You'll lose. The, the limitation, and I think this is what you were saying, where it ties in there, is that the fear is that yes, my 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 ownership of those CBA shares or all the best and biggest companies in Australia mm. in the world, it's dropped temporarily. And we've said, yes, but if you just don't react, it will come back. I think the limitation belief here is that, well, yeah, it's dropped. And what if they never recover? What if their profits never go back up? What if... So limitation, when we lose what we have, yep. we'll never get it back. Yep. Yep. Is uh, limitation, isn't is it? limitation. So that's interesting. Mm. What's interesting about that one for me is that the phrase that we said before, the loss phrase, mm. where people say, the day that I retire, yeah. what if there's another? Yeah. They never say the year before I retire. No. Because they'll just keep working. Yes. So yeah. they think, okay, well, we've lost something, but we'll we'll get it back because we'll keep working. Yeah. We won't retire. Yeah. And um, although it could happen yeah, you know, the year after they retire, they never say the yeah. year after I retire. Yeah. Because it's done and dusted. Yeah. We're retired. Yeah. It's, it's the... I think there's something there yes. in terms of the day that I retired and you, you know, people, like you said, people don't want to look silly yep. and, um, okay, well, I've just gone and retired yep. and this has happened again. Yep. And if I hadn't have retired, yep. oh, this I wouldn't have, either, either A, it. this wouldn't have happened yep. uh, if you're a, um, yep. I guess if you're a superstitious person yeah. or B, I could have done something about it. Yeah. If if it if because I would have just stayed working. And and that was actually so the limitation thing. I think there are two parts to people's uh, this this limitation fear in retirement. The first one is that the assets that I'm invested into that I, I was worried I didn't have enough of them now they've dropped and I'm worried that they'll never come back up again in price. The second part of the limitation fear I think is that I've retired. Now, now I've willingly left the workforce. No one will ever want to employ me again. And mm. and I think that's exactly why that touches on that thing is the day that I retire, you know, we have another GFC and implied in that fear is, as you say there, I can't go back to work. I could never go mm. back, which, which again, that's one that intellectually most people know that if you've worked for 40 years, you obviously were no one was keeping you on the payroll for the last five years out of out of you know goodwill they're keeping the payroll because you were contributing you know valuable member of of an organization if you retire no one comes around and brands you with a big r and says right you're retired now you can never work again it is a it is a very interesting fear i think that those two are combined where it's my retirement savings will drop and they will never recover and i will never have i won't have the ability to go back to work which We've talked about this many, many times. That's just not practically what we see happening with people in retirement. The, the, the opposite of that happens where they think they're going to retire and never work again and they get offered a job or a part-time role or a consulting gig or a something that pops up all the time. So I think they, yeah, those two tie in together. Yeah. Look, um, I can see that. I can see that now. Yeah. So 
I don't. This is sort of one of those things where, you, like, like the SBS movie. Where I don't really have. I don't have an answer for any of these, except for people where, if you're listening to this, and this is whether consciously or subconsciously, these are your fears. Just know that mm. you're not alone. You're not the only person who's who's thinking like this, who's worried about this, and it's a it's a very common thing, and it is something that we that we work through with our clients. Is yeah, look, I, I remember when Nick brought this to us. Um, I looked at these and, and said, "Wow, that 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 it's really exactly that, that surprises me. That is that's um. I mean, I wrote the same things down from yeah. the from the from the seminar yeah. that we that yeah. we watched." And um, I thought that yeah, that's wow, well, that's that's that really stood out to me as yeah. well. So I think uh, yeah, if people are out here listening at all different stages of their life, some are you know, probably just turned fifty, yeah, and others are uh, very close to to yeah. retiring. So yeah. um, there would certainly be these these if not conscious thoughts, subconscious thoughts yeah. that people are having. Um, I've, I've, I think it'll be. I think it's useful to, yep. to get that out in the open and say, yep. okay, if you're feeling these things, yep. or if you if you're feeling something and you're not sure what it sure is, sure what it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a chance it's one of these, one all, of these. all three of these together, really. Yeah, um, they they work sort yep. of together. Yeah, um, these three forces here. Yeah, no, exactly, and um, I think that's the whole the whole point of why you know, we we put this content out to to arm people with information and and you know like we said you often more information maybe won't necessarily help you fight off some of these fears or these concerns but when you when you're approaching retirement and you feel like you've educated yourself and you're making the right decision based on all the data that you have in, at hand and you know that intellectually you are you are going to this with your eyes open I think it take it doesn't necessarily take away the fears, but it allows you to put them in a box and go, okay, mm. I, I know I'm experiencing these things that these guys talked about. I know that it, it's a common thing. It's it's, but I also I'm I'm confident that I have done the research. I've done I've I've thought about it. I've I've got a plan that that is that is you know going to work for me. I can I can do that. Whereas I think the the these fears would be much stronger if you sort of just go, well, we're we're heading towards retirement, and I'm just going to keep my head in the sand, and I don't know, I don't know whether I'm going to have enough, and I don't know how I need to be invested so that you know, and I don't know what will happen in terms of if things drop, if my super balance drops. I don't know any of these things. Yeah, I, th- I think the the gathering of that information leading up to that that time of retirement is a really powerful thing, and and that's why we. We we start talking about these things you know, years out from retirement with our clients. Is that is that you know let's start to get thinking about this and, and get this into perspective so that we're not just coming to that point where you're hyperventilating on the hyperventilating on the day that you hand in your, your notice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the old story forewarned is is forearmed, uh, forearmed is forewarned, or whatever the thing is. But basically, it's a common thing. Um, it's very normal, and and the best way I think that you can prepare yourself for that is is to have all the the right information and to know that you made you've made a decision in a, in a logical and rational way, and um and just be ready for for the fact that you probably still will experience some of these emotions. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.